ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in an authentic hadith found in the sahih of imam al-bukhari and in the sahih of imam muslim narrated by a wide range of companions of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam like the likes of abi hurairah and abi sa'id and abdullah ibn mas'ud and others he speaks about the people and the believers when they leave the fire of jahannam and they enter jannah the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions how allah jalla wa ala will command the angels and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will command the righteous to go and take out those from the fire of jahannam who have the marks of sajda simahum fi wujuhihim min athari as-sujud that they have the marks of prostration on their bodies until all of them are removed from the fire and there is one last person who deserves to go to jannah and this person he is walking in the fire and he is being flung on his face in the fire and he is trying to come out of the fire until he just about comes out of the fire of jahannam and then he turns and he faces jahannam and he is trying to crawl away but he can feel the heat of jahannam on his face and he can feel the heat of the fire on his body so he calls out to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says oh allah please turn my face away from the fire allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him oh son of adam if i am going to turn your face away from the fire then promise me and make an oath that you will never ask me anything ever again so the slave of allah jalla wa ala he says oh allah i promise to never ask you anything ever again just turn my face away from the fire so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala turns his face away from the fire and in the distance he can see a tree a mighty tree so he says to allah oh allah allow me to come to this tree allow me to benefit from its shade and drink from its water allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says oh son of adam did you not just promise me and make a contract with me that you will never ask me anything ever again so the son of adam he said oh allah please just let me go to this shade and let me drink from its water 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows exactly how Bani Adam are weak. How the children of Adam are weak. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him, O son of Adam, I will grant you what you want with the condition that you promise me never to ask me anything ever again. So he says, Oh Allah, I promise you, I will never ask you anything ever again. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to get to the tree. And he benefits from the shade of the tree. And he drinks from the water found at the tree. And then he looks at the, in the distance and he finds a tree which is greater than the tree that he, that he is at. A tree that has greater shade. A tree that has more water. So he says, Oh Allah, allow me to go to this tree. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh son of Adam, did you not promise me never to ask me anything ever again? Did you not make a contract with me? A strict oath and a promise that you will never ask for anything ever again. So Bani Adam, the son of Adam, he turns to Allah. He says, oh Allah, please, just let me get to this tree. Please, and I promise you after this, I will never ask you for anything ever again. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him his wish. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then takes him to the second tree. And he benefits from its shade. And he drinks from its water. And he is happy at that tree. Until he looks to the distance and he finds another tree. A tree which is greater than the one that he is at. A tree which is giving greater shade. A tree which has more water. So he turns to Allah and he says, Oh Allah, allow me to get to this tree. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him once again, Oh son of Adam, did you not promise me? Did you not make a contract with me? Did you not make an oath that you were never going to ask me for anything ever again? So he says, oh Allah, please, please Allah, let me just get to that tree. Let me benefit from that tree. Let me drink from the water at that tree. So Allah Jalla wa'ala says, with the condition that you will never ask me anything ever again. He makes this promise to Allah. And he makes a firm promise with Allah. And he makes a contract with Allah. And he makes an oath to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Jalla wa'ala grants him his wish. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings him to the tree. And he benefits from its beautiful shade. And he drinks from its water. And then he looks up. And he can see the door of Jannah in the distance. He looks up and he can see the door of Jannah. So he says, oh Allah, allow me to get to that door. Oh Allah, allow me to get to that door. Yes, he is benefiting from the shade of the tree. Yes, he is drinking from the water that is there. But is it anything like Jannah? So he says, Oh Allah, allow me to get to the door of Jannah. Just bring me to that door, Oh Allah. Allah Jalla wa'ala says, Oh son of Adam, did you not make promises to me? Did you not make a contract with me? Did you not make an oath that you were never going to ask me for anything ever again? He says, Oh Allah, please, just take me to the door of Jannah. Please Allah, just take me to the door of Jannah. So Allah Jalla wa'ala makes a new contract with him. And Allah Jalla wa'ala makes him make an oath again. And he makes a promise again that he is never going to ask anything again from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings him to the door of Jannah. When he is at the door of Jannah now, he can hear the people of Jannah. He can hear voices from behind this door. He can hear the people of Jannah enjoying the delights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them in Jannah. And in other narrations it shows that he can see inside Jannah. And he can see the beauty of Jannah. 
So he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, allow me to enter Jannah. Oh Allah, allow me to enter Jannah. So Allah Jalla wa ala reminds him of all of the oath that he has already made and the promises that he has made. But because Allah knows that Bani Adam are weak, that Bani Adam break their promises, that Bani Adam do disobey Allah at times, that Bani Adam do not have complete control over everything that they do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to enter Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to enter Jannah. So he goes into Jannah. And it appears to him as if everyone has taken their place in Jannah and there is nothing left for him. The people have taken everything in Jannah and there is nowhere for him to go in Jannah. So he turns to Allah and he says, Oh Allah, Jannah is full. There is no space for me in Jannah. Where can I go? There is no space for me in Jannah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him, wish whatever you want, and I will grant it to you. So he wishes and he wishes and he wishes. And he tells Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of what he wants. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to him, I have given you everything that you want and ten times the entire world. I have given you everything that you want and ten times the entire world. So he turns to Allah, he says, Ya Rabbi, minni wa anta Rabbul Alameen. He said, Oh my Lord, are you laughing at me? Are you taking the mick out of me? When you are the Lord of the entire world, are you mocking me? When you are the Lord of the entire world. This is the man who is the last person to ever come out of Jahannam. The last Muslim to ever come out of Jahannam. So he will be the last person ever to enter Jannah. And after he has wished everything he could wish, Allah Jalla wa ala says, you will have this and ten times the entire earth. And he cannot comprehend how great this would be. So he says, are you mocking me while you are the Lord of the heavens and the earth? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, when he was narrating this hadith, he began to laugh. And then he said to his companions, Do you not ask me why I am laughing? They said, Why are you laughing, O Abdullah ibn Mas'ud? He said, Because when the Prophet wasallam narrated this hadith, he began to laugh. And then he said to his companions, Do you not ask me why I am laughing? So they said, O Messenger of Allah, why are you laughing? The Prophet wasallam said, Because at this point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laughed. At this point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laughed. When the slave, he said, are you mocking me because of the amount that Allah jalla wa'ala was giving him? Even though he was the worst Muslim ever to step foot on this earth. So the Salaf, they used to say, the early scholars of Islam used to say, how can we ever despair in a Lord that laughs? How can we ever give up hope in a Lord that laughs? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, if this is the last person ever to enter Jannah, and if this is the last person ever to come out of the fire of Jahannam, and this is the great reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for him, 
Imagine this entire earth multiplied by ten times. This is what Allah Jalla wa'ala will give him. Imagine those who repent to Allah before they pass away. Imagine those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is already pleased with before they meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What are they going to have in Jannah? What is going to be their reward? If the last person can have the honor of seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laugh, then what about those who enter Jannah before him? What about those who have a higher station in Jannah? And those who are more beloved to Allah Jalla wa'ala than him? So this is a very powerful narration, a very powerful hadith, telling the believers that never give up hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what crimes we have committed, no matter what haram we have done, no matter how much we have transgressed against the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't mean we are doomed. It doesn't mean we are destined the fire of hell. Because if we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will forgive us. And He will be merciful to us. And this is our duty as Muslims. To continuously turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> to remind ourselves of the mercy of Allah jalla wa ala. To remind ourselves that if we do ask for forgiveness, we have a Lord who is there. And He is waiting for us to raise our hands. We have a Lord who is there subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he wants to forgive us. He wants to shower his mercy upon us. He wants us to enter Jannah. So what are we waiting for as believers? When we know that Allah Jalla wa'ala said, Wallahu yurid wa alaykum. That Allah wants to forgive you. Allah wants to shower his mercy upon you. All we have to do is raise our hands to Allah. All we have to do is seek forgiveness. And the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is vast. وَسِعَتْ رَحْمَتِي كُلَّ شَيْءٍ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, My mercy has encompassed everything. Allah jalla wa'ala's mercy has encompassed everything. No matter how evil a person is, if he turns back to Allah, Allah will forgive him. No matter how much a person has sinned, if he turns back to Allah, Allah will wipe these sins away and off his scales. No matter how evil a person is, he has a Lord who loves to forgive and if he raises his hands, his Lord will forgive him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aqulu qawli hadha, wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa lisa'i muslimin. Astaghfiruh, innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the believers to repent Again and again in the Qur'an We find that from the beginning of the Qur'an Until the end of the Qur'an Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about his mercy He speaks about his infinite mercy subhanahu wa ta'ala He speaks about his generosity he speaks about his kindness towards the creation. He speaks about how he is the one who provides for them and sustains and he takes care of them. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the beginning of the Quran to the end of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving the believers hope because he knows that every single person 
who steps foot on this earth will fall into sin. And every single person who steps foot on this earth will disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one day or another. And it doesn't mean that when a person has slipped or when a person has disobeyed Allah and made an error that he is going to be doomed and Allah Jalla wa will not shower his mercy and his blessings upon him. This is what the shaitan wants everyone to think. The shaitan, he whispers into the hearts of man, telling them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is never going to forgive you. So because you have committed a sin, you are no longer going to be forgiven by Allah. Because your sin is so great, you are not going to see the mercy of Allah. So what is the point in turning back? You might as well continue doing what you are doing because you have no hope in the hereafter. Many of us have received these whisperings from the shaitan. Some of us maybe are still receiving these whisperings from the shaitan. But this goes against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. Says, O you who believe, repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a sincere repentance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this. Repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a sincere repentance. Asa rabbukum ayyukahira ankum sayyatikum. وَيُدْخِلَكُمْ جَنَّاتِ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ Perhaps your Lord will forgive all of your sins. Is it hard for Allah Jalla wa'ala to do this? Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive all of your sins and enter you into jannat, into gardens which under rivers flow. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person could have committed every crime that a person can commit in this life. And there could be a possibility that he could be at the forefront of entering jannah. Because if he repents to Allah Jalla wa'ala with a sincere repentance, then there is no doubt that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him. Just like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, if the creation stopped sinning, if the creation stopped sinning, Allah Jalla wa'ala would make a new creation so they could sin and they could ask Allah Jalla wa'ala for forgiveness. Because Allah Jalla wa'ala loves to forgive. And Allah Jalla wa'ala has so many names that show that he loves to forgive subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's Ar-Rahman, he's Ar-Rahim, he's Al-Afu, he's Al-Ghafoor, he's Al-Ghaffar. He has so many names, he's Al-Ghafir, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has so many names that emphasize his mercy. To tell the believers, never give up hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the thing that you find in all of the prophets and messengers of Allah. That they would always ask Allah Jalla wa'ala for forgiveness. And all of the Sahaba, they would continuously ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And this is why they were the best nation to step foot on this earth. Because they used to frequently seek the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we need to do, brothers and sisters, is remember this narration of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa The narration of the last person to enter paradise. And whenever we fall into haram, whenever we fall into sin, whenever shaitan whispers to us and tells us that we are lost and we are never going to receive the mercy of Allah, Remind ourselves that if the last person to ever enter Jannah can have ten times this world, imagine what me and you can have if we turn back to Allah today. Imagine if what me and you can have if we worship Allah thoroughly from today. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ, when he speaks about Jannah, when he tries to describe Jannah, he says, no eye has seen it. No ear has heard of it. And the heart of no man can understand it. Now this hadith is so great and so powerful because if no eye has seen it and no ear has heard of it 
and the heart of no man can understand it. This means whatever you believe Jannah to be, it will be better than it. Because your mind cannot understand how great Jannah is. And maybe we should try this. Sit down for a few minutes and think about how Jannah will be. And think about how great Jannah will be. And think about the delights that you will have in Jannah. Contemplate like this over this hadith of the Prophet Think about the best possible description that you can have for your Jannah. And the best possible life you can be living there. And by Allah, your life in Jannah will be better than what you have imagined. Because the Prophet has mentioned that no heart can understand this. No heart can comprehend it. No heart can come to the greatness and understand the greatness of Jannah. So however we think, and whatever we think about, Jannah will still be better than this. And this is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we as believers do not want to be that last person. <coughs> we do not want to be that last person who comes out of the fire of Jahannam crawling. And he is flung in the fire on his face. We do not want to be the person who the malaika have to go into the fire to take out. We do not want to be those people who have to even touch the fire of Jahannam. But we want to be those who enter Jannah without punishment, without trial, without reckoning. We want to be from those who enter Jannah without tasting any hardship and any pain. We want to be from those that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned. Those who re whose reckoning on that day will be equivalent to standing between Dhuhr and Asr. That's how easy Allah would make it for some people. It is as if they are just standing between two salahs. And then they will enter Jannah with ease. And if we repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from today, and we make it a habit of ours to continuously repent, then we will ensure ourselves, insha'Allah ta'ala, that when we meet him, there will be no sins on our skills. And if there are no sins on our skills, then there is no doubt that we will enter Jannah through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah Jalla wa to make us firm in this life and to remove all of the sins from our skills. We ask Allah Jalla wa to increase us in good deeds and to make us from those who continuously repent for the evil that we commit. We ask Allah Jalla wa to make us firm in our Iman and to protect our Islam and our Iman. We ask Allah Jalla wa to be pleased with us and to love us and to be happy with us and to allow us to enter the highest Jannah without punishment and trial. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the best in this life and the best in the hereafter and to protect us from the punishment of the fire. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to honor us in this world and to raise our status in this life and to make us from the muhsineen, those and the siddiqeen and the shuhada. And we ask Allah Jalla wa to give victory to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to unite the hearts of the believers and to make us like one body to allow us to overcome our enemies and to allow the sharia of Allah Jalla wa to be spread on this earth. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Aqim as